This is the Hacker Valley Studio Podcast, exploring the human element behind cybersecurity programs and technology. What's going on, everybody? You are in the Hacker Valley Studio with your yes, hosts, sir. Ron and Chris. Welcome back to the show glad to be back in a beautiful suite with two amazing people we have uh honorary guest yael nagler wait i'm an actual guest i'm not an honorary guest okay actual right honorable <laughs> honorable <laughs> that works all right <laughs> I like that. So. someone with many talents and we're gonna dive into maybe finding our superpower i, I heard i was gonna powers. find mine today i'm so excited but how did you find yours me? Yes. Oh, that's such a good question. I'm psyched to be here. I'm psyched to yeah, be like thank you for being here. having a proper conversation. So I have spent most of my career in corporate America. I like followed the path. I followed the like Ivy League, big IPO technology company, then financial services right. company for many years. What I didn't realize until I left last year was that I actually followed no path because every job I had, there was never a person who was there before me. I wasn't replacing ever anybody. They were like, we just need something. And I realized without knowing it, no one t- giving me permission to do it, I realized that I got to go decide how that role was going to be. So just and I was like, I'm going to make that role. Like, I want them to think that I'm crushing it. So if I could essentially say this role is required to be quirky, on it (laughs) this role is required to like tell other people what i think perfect and this role is required to get other people to work together or to advance to move something forward no one can say no to that because they all agree right yeah so i don't think i realized until after i left corporate america that that's what i was doing that that's what i can do with other people so Mm. how did you get started in like creating your own job was there wrecks that you found out there or were you the person creating that, that job wrecked that opportunity after maybe you were leaving? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's a path that I would advise anyone to go try and pursue. I don't think that's the thing to hack. I don't think that's the, I think that the job picks you or you pick the job. And when you get there, you're either really good at it and you love it or you're miserable. And if you're miserable, you have two choices. You stay or you leave. And what you choose to do is who you are. And it's not right or wrong. But if you're a miserable sap, no matter what you do, like you, you suck. You owe it to the people around you and not be a miserable sap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I expect from you to not be a miserable sap. <laughs> I'll See? try not to. See? <laughs> and you feel like this obligation because, like, I'm bringing my positive energy, like, that you're going to deliver. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I think it kind of – you feed off of people. Mm. You feed off the environment. You feed off of feeling. And I think that when you're in a, in a state – I mean, you can do it. You can be the one that's, like, the flower in the busy street. You can be the one that kind of changes everything. But I think it's a little more difficult. And, and you either have it or you don't. And CISOs are in a tough spot because the CISO job, somebody didn't have it before. And right. somebody didn't define whether they're supposed to be outgoing or introverted. Should they be stoic? Should they be serious? Should they deliver all the good news? Should they always – you know, make it fl- more flowery or always make it worse. Mm-hmm. It's not been defined. You have a question. No, I was just thinking like that's that's an interesting perspective. That's something that I haven't really thought about before until right now. What is what do you think is the best? Well, maybe not the best, but the most common kind of stature of a CISO, the ones that you've worked with. So I kind of want to answer this question, but I feel like I want to know your angle in asking it. What do you tell me? What do you do? 
Okay, so for me, I'm a security architect. I work with mainly SOCs and security directors to help them automate and build out their security infrastructure. Do you do it as a consultant? As a vendor. As a vendor. So, yes. Do you know this guy? How do you know this guy? <laughs> me and Chris, we met about, I would say, like, what was it, 2014, 2015? 2015. So five years ago, we six were, years ago. Yeah, we went to a startup together and uh -huh. we were... You uh, had hair when you met? No. No. No, you didn't. No. You didn't have hair. <laughs> you were skinny. <laughs> Skinnier. <laughs> I'm messing. Your hair is gorgeous and you're very svelte. <laughs> okay, well, how did you meet? You met selling him something? No, we were no, all we the were same working team. together. He yep. was the threat intel mm -hmm. guy and I was the hunter. Yep. So we worked hand in hand. He yeah, would we supply were. me data, I would give him data, and we What were made like, you guys become friends? I'd say we really didn't. I mean, we, we were like acquaintances back at IronNet. I think we didn't really become friends until I moved out here and, and we lived in the hacker house together for about three months. And that's when all of this started. That's when all the accountability started. And, I mean, it's just been a, a, a fast-moving train since then. Did you become better friends, do you think, because you had worked together previously? Or did you become better friends because you were in the same space together? Like, what made it be, happen faster, do you think? I would say it's because we were in the same space together. Like when you're with someone the majority of a day, I think that's when you can really start to build, you know, this relationship that's not not normal, especially in adulthood. Because when you're you make friends as adults, there's very little time, especially because I have kids. I have three kids. So when I hang out with other folks, it's usually like you an hour here. You look good for three kids. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you know, that. I was going to guess just two based on how I you look. I got three. You look good. Yeah, I got three. Appreciate Props that. Props to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. But yeah, so we were able to spend a lot of time that. So most you adults think don't get to that being together. that what made you be better friends was that you spent more time together. What do you think made you faster friends? Faster friends. You're gonna be friends. Yeah. So I, I think just spending a lot of time together did help us kind of get to know each other quick more quickly, and we found out we had a lot in common. Chris is a like honest hustle all day every day, and for me it's the same. So we're like, you know what? Let's take over the world together. Like let's yes. hustle together. Let's build a team, let's run, and let's find all the opportunities that we can find. Because you wanted your day to be your night, your night to be your day, because it was just your energy. Right. So that you could find that energy. Yeah. And you probably got closer because you got to see how he makes his eggs. And you're like, are you kidding me? You leave the pans just in the sink? Clean that shit, put it away. That's an interesting story. I never touched the kitchen since I was in the house. Yeah, he, he never cooked. Oh, I didn't, he was like, how fast? Well, yeah, so I usually, because, uh, you know, Netflix, they give you free food. So I would eat it, eat it work, and then I would be, that, that would it. be a wrap. Yeah, because I wanted to be as good of a roommate as I could be. And I know that I'm not always uh, the quickest dishwasher. So I just like, you know, I'm just going to leave the kitchen alone. If the kitchen's a mess, I didn't do it. <laughs> when you mix the audio, put some sound, some music. Yeah. You know, I didn't really do it because I wanted to be the best roommate ever. <laughs> cue the music. Cue the music. <laughs> I think it's interesting. I think that being able to have a friend at work is a game changer. Right. I agree. Me and Chris actually used to sit right next to each other. So I would say we were friends. We Chris introduced me to my first fine dining experience. Yeah. So I, I think that's when I was like, all right. Did you know it was his first? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, he, but he was really ready to take the next step because a lot of friends that I grew up with, they. <laughs> you were ready to take the next step. <laughs> Who paid? Who paid? Uh, we split it. We went Dutch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, the, it was the first friend yeah. date. Good. Good. You know what? It cleared the way to do it again. Cleared yeah. the way so it wouldn't be weird. But I, a lot of people that I grew up with, 
they don't appreciate things like that. They don't appreciate the finer things in life. They don't appreciate those experiences. Like we were just in Napa Valley, and one of the things I that saw we, the pictures. Yeah, it was it was Damn. beautiful. Yeah, Great that wine. didn't suck. Yeah, it was fantastic. So one thing I, I do want to touch on is the superpower concept. It, I've hear I've heard you say it several times. And why do you think it's important for people to identify their superpower? Yeah. So I think that superpowers and friendships are connected. Okay. I think you need to have a friend at work, someone who's like there who like will distract you when things are like shitty. I think that you need to have a friend at work because that person is the person with whom you actually laugh. You need to have somebody at work that you can laugh with. And you need to have somebody at work that you can legit vent with, honest vent. I really messed up. They called me out on it. And that was embarrassing. Yeah. You need to have a friend at work. If you have a friend at work where you can be super happy and genuinely laugh and you can honestly vent or be like, that person always does this to me and be honest about it. Yeah. Then that person also will, by doing that with you, end up making you talk your who, like speak the way you actually are. Right. Find your actually who you are. What gets you excited? Yeah. What brings you down? And in so doing, you're figuring out your superpower. Right. And I think that once you figure out your superpower and you know that that's who you are, then you can choose to be more of that or less of that. And when you can be intentional about the thing that brings you happiness, that you're like, enjoy doing more of this. Yeah. It becomes like everything becomes like you're looking at things in 3D. You're looking right. at things in like color. I think that knowing your superpower makes you better at whatever it is your job is or it makes you overcome challenges in a CISO's world, in the security practitioner's world, where the roles are not clear. And there wasn't three people before me in this role who defined how this role is always done. You have to bring, be willing to bring your superpower to that role, but you have to know who you are first. Yeah. So in order to do that, the easiest way is to have a friend at work. The friend doesn't have to be at work. Mm. Do they have to be in the same field or like in a related field? Yes. Because they, because they have to genuinely have interest in what you're going to say to them and have understanding. You can't have just interest yeah. or just understanding. Mm, that's beautiful. But that's, that's actually beautiful to me. And the reason why it is is I think my superpower is my curiosity and extreme interest in people. Because I, I sort of see people almost as like works of art. I, I like to hear the story, like the, the origins of people. I, I like to understand what makes them tick, why they act the way they act. And I think that's one thing that I really appreciate, both in the workplace, because I was a consultant for a long time. And so meeting new people, sort of looking at them as both pieces of art, but then also as puzzles has been interesting for me. And that's also why we like doing the podcast. And I, I love to dive into to folks' personalities. Like, you know, what are their stories? What is your story? What, what story do you have that you would want to share to folks about, you know, going to the next level, like taking their superpower and just catapulting them into whatever they're, they're looking to go to. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Let's Can I come it. back to that? Yeah. What's your superpower? I think. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm an interrupter. Yes. I'm told <laughs> I'm an interrupter. I apologize. Yeah. Do you agree with him that, that that's Chris's superpower? Do you agree with Chris? You've known him for five years. You've lived with him. You've yeah. seen him at work. Is that a That's superpower? A good question. Yeah. So this is this is I I, I like this format all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, you didn't like it before. Well, I, I didn't I didn't know what it was going to lead to. But I would say that that is one of his superpowers. One I think of. that he is a man of many talents. One of the the talents I think Chris has is his patience to understand people. 
So I think not only the willingness to like and the desire to know more about people, I think you have to be a bit patient. You can't expect to get to know someone overnight. So you mean he doesn't jump to conclusions? Right. So Or he invests time. Which one? Both. Both. I think that there's conclusions that are kind of assumed but not made. Like Do you see that as a superpower? Do you see that you do that differently than other people? I would say I do, but I, I would kind of loop, uh, lump all of that together because it's sort of the same thing because you can't, you know, to be cliche, you can't judge a book by its cover. But now that you know that, that someone sees that as a superpower, are you going to do it a little bit different? You My, will. Maybe. You will. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's, that's locked away in all the All right, the so let's do base. Ron different. Instead of you <laughs> telling me what your superpower is, we're going we're to come to that. Okay. Think about it for a hot second. I got it. What's his superpower, Chris? Ron's superpower is... So I think he's a monk. I've I've always told him that he <laughs> That's is beautiful. a monk. I, th- I think the only thing that he is missing in a silent retreat, kind of a monk. Or oh like, yeah. Or does he sing gutturally? I can see. <laughs> he you. does all of it. He does all of it. So <laughs> so some of the stuff that he exposed me to is uh, I had done Wim Hof, you know, here and there before we had got together. A breathing but technique. He does. Thank uh, you. Yep, yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah. I've done lots of things. <laughs> But when we were in the house, every Sunday, we would do different breathing techniques. So He shared that with you. Yes, he shared it with me. Was yeah. that weird to do? It, it, just, it just requires a little vulnerability. It wasn't yeah. weird as long as someone says yes. And Chris was like, all right, you know, I trust you. Let's do it. Yep. Did I, you ask for it? I or didn't did ask for it, it but I, yeah, but I offer it. I, I'm, yeah. But that yeah. is a thing, Mr. Superpower. I'm curious to know your whole story. You won't. You're also very careful about not treading too too close. Yeah, I, I would say that. But I, I think there there's aspects of his life that really I think would be a good example for people. So his superpower is that he's a monk. That he's a monk. Okay. Yes, because so we did we would do breathing techniques. On Mondays, he was teaching yoga uh, on Wednesdays. So his life is very monk-esque. I, it would not be out of the ordinary for me to come downstairs and Ron just be meditating. Does he do it for his own personal happiness or because he thinks it's going to put him in a better place? Does he do it because that's just who he is? That's just who he is. That's just who he is. And I think he, he's always trying to get better and always trying to be harmonious with his life. He's... He is more reserved. He's more balanced, I would say, between him and I. And I think that's a good balance because I'm, I'm very aggressive. I'm very like, let's go, 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 go execute. He's very like serene, like let's keep it level. Let's just keep it. I wouldn't say status quo because status quo gets a bad rap. But I would say harmonious is the good word. He's your, like, reggae beat soundtrack. Yes, absolutely. In fact, I think he has a playlist with, like, reggae island beats. He wanted to be a, a bongo drummer for a while. Like, that's, that's Ron right. all day. Yep. What do you think your superpower is? I would, from my perspective, my superpower is listening. I, I love listening to the story, and I love collecting wisdom. So maybe that's kind of related to the monk piece. Like yeah. I, I know that there's certain things that maybe you're telling me right now that it might take me weeks, months, or years to digest and really understand, but I got it. It's there for me when I'm ready for that message. So I think I've, I've kind of kick-started and skipped leaps and bounds ahead in my career through listening, having great mentors, and listening to them, asking questions, and then listening and following up. Listening is also different than being willing to hear. Yes, yes. And that, that's one of the challenges of being a listener. So like, like you're telling me some things now or maybe you'll drop some nuggets on me. Chris drops uh, nuggets all the time. 
but I might not be ready to receive that message. But I do keep track of it. I journal a lot, so I try to, like, just keep it there even though, yeah, exactly. I think that what's interesting is that being able to be a listener who's willing to hear it, no one has to know that you are or aren't willing to hear it. But what's interesting is, is what the feeling is, is it's, the, it's a vulnerability to yourself, right? Because no one's going to know whether you're really choosing to listen to it or not listen to it. Right. Because you're just going to still smile and nod just the same. But, being, but choosing to be able to hear it so that you can tap into it later. And you, do you always know where it came from or you just know that it's there? I always know where it came from. Ah, that's yes. interesting. Because then you could always go back to that person and then ask for more insight into that that little piece of uh, wisdom that they gave you. Or if it's just opportunity to be a friend. Do you know that that's a, l- a trait of yours that I don't know if you intentionally mirror or if you just are naturally, that's who you are too. But you're very similar to that also. Interesting. Where you store it and then you act, but you also go back and you thank the person, which I'm sure you do. So I was thinking about that thing you told me three years ago t- today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I was in the exact same place that you had described that it had happened right. to you and the same yeah. thing happened to it me. It had to yeah. happen to me. <laughs> and I was thinking about you. You do that. You go back and tell that person. Yeah, absolutely. You you do that too. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yes. I think gratitude is huge. I think that gratitude is a, a, a very often under-practice concept. Because... Is gratitude self-awareness, or does gratitude require social awareness? Both. Or environmental awareness? I think both. Oh. I think both because you have to understand both where you come from, both your, your superpower, your weaknesses, understand where you can't pick up the slack, but then also understand how things are around you. How good do you actually have it you know, relative to the things that could be way worse? So I think that all-around awareness is very, very pivotal to gratitude. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I think that being environmentally aware is super important. I think to know what situation you're in mm-hmm. and which version of yourself to bring and what that environment is expecting of you. Yeah. And what they already know of you or don't know or have a preconceived notion of. But knowing where you're walking into in the room if you can match that up to yeah. your superpower. Yeah. And everyone has a superpower that could, your superpower of listening, even though you think that if you know exactly the kind of room you're going into, you're going to know how to listen differently. Right. I couldn't agree more. I actually just finished this master's class by Neil deGrasse Tyson. And it's really, well, oftentimes messages are about knowing your audience. Yep. Knowing your audience is half the battle to one delivering or even receiving a message. If you're talking to someone in a certain place, it's going to be a different type of conversation. I mean, I think that that's when I realized that my mom always used to have the important conversations with me in the car. I was strapped in, yep. staring straight ahead. <laughs> Not and going I anywhere. realized, like, she might have intentionally <laughs> circled the block <laughs> to finish the. We're not done with this, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but that's important. It's important at work, too, because we realize we have friendships and we have these relationships at work. We realize that how we operate and behave affects how other people receive the rest of their day, who they choose to vent to or be excited about, who they go to, right? It's all these like personal things. But if we also know when to deliver what message or how it will be received or how that person, we should deliver this message at the end of the day, never on a Friday. 
Yeah, <laughs> never on a Friday. Uh, one thing that I was thinking about, you know, aside from having that, that friend, whether at work or in your life, to help sort of like expose that superpower, I think the other way is just exposing yourself to other experiences. Mm -hmm. Because the more experiences you, you expose yourself to, the more you kind of, and if you have self-awareness, mm -hmm. you actually say, oh, I did that really well. Like that, that actually really worked. And you incrementally improve. What are some other ways would you say for people to expose their superpower and actually be aware of it? So that's a, I think that's a great question. I, I was on the airplane over here next to this guy, Pedro. I never talk to people on the airplane. Certainly mm -hmm. not on the airplane that's carrying COVID, by the way. Right. Everyone's wiping their, their yeah. seat down and like yep. not talking to the person because they might breathe or cough. Wow. And I'm talking to Pedro because Pedro asked me what the people were doing up ahead. They were standing around the bathroom. He's like, this is only my second flight, so I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, they're waiting for the bathroom. Second flight. So cool. Wow. Super cool guy. Yeah. Right? And we talked about how the biggest difference, he's like going for his master's. He is changing kids because we're in his environment he wants to just get them to the source and fix them your question was knowing which superpower and i said that the biggest difference between me and pedro was that i had the opportunity to experience more things yes than him that's the biggest opportunity it's not my education it's not anything else it's that i had the opportunity to experience more things right so i think that the more opportunities that we can get to see different things yes. and the more opportunities that we can do it in a way that we will see the true version of it mm-hmm will enable us to process how do we see it and know that the way you are processing how you see the call center operate. The way you process how you see a, the kitchen at the hotel. The way you're evaluating it, that's your, those are all the lens of your superpower. Yes. So what are all the things that are bothering you? For me, it's a lot of process things. I hate when things look back up and wait and the thing is all wrong in the process. It like makes me my skin crawl. <laughs> um, but that's because my superpower is I just see processes Clearly. Yeah. How you see it will help you. If you can see more experiences in their true self and they're not showing them off to you because you're not doing a tour of them, mm -hmm. but if you can see it in their true form, the way you process it is your superpower. It's a good way to help you find your superpower. Yeah. Love it. That's fantastic. So I'm sure someone has told you, you probably told your friends what their superpowers are. What did they tell you that yours is? What do you think mine is? We just met. Mm. This is our first yes. conversation. On the spot. I love it. By yes. the way, Let's I'm like the weirdest first date ever. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> it, it would be even better if it was a blind date. <laughs> oh, man. oh, I'm just going to swipe for it. Could you um, imagine? <laughs> I, I'm tr I, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could. <laughs> but Jackpot. You have entered. What do you think my superpower is? From just, just meeting you and feeling your energy. I think your your superpower might be to lift people up, sharing sharing their energy, and also asking the tough questions. Like we could talk about that, but let's talk about something real, something that's gonna like you can feed off of this energy from. I'm not sure how to put that into words, but I think that you're definitely a cultivator. Like your job, mm -hmm. like your your superpower is, you can cultivate. It seems like you can cultivate a lot of things. You can start them from scratch, even though there's never been that thing or this conversation this experience before yeah yeah no thank you thank you for that oh yes my pleasure thank you i would say your superpower is i'm here you whenever i i, I saw you walk into one room yesterday and then one room today but both times i knew you were here like everyone knows you're here you have like a gravity you have an energy 
Like, you know, we were sitting here, we were interviewing somebody else, and you plop down, put your legs up. <laughs> I was like, I love it. Love it. How I, often I am I like, going to hear the conversation? <laughs> but I want in on that. It's like <laughs> wisdom. But you, you do you, and that's what I love, and you have a presence, and I think that's your superpower. I mean, can I come here once a month? Like, this is like fantastic. Yeah, we do this you again. know, yeah, we can have you as a recurring guest once a month. Definitely. You know, you know mo- monthly visits with Yael, I think it would be perfect. Wouldn't be like, since she started coming on, we see a difference in Ron and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> They're really leveraging their superpowers. Well, yeah. here's the thing I heard you have seven others after me today. Yep. Yes. What, what are you going to, how are you going to do them differently now? How are you going to bring them out? Think about where they're coming from. They're right. coming out of Moscone, white, fluorescent lights. Here's a trinket. Here's a trash. Can I swipe your badge? Can I see this? Yep. And by the way, some of the people you have might be those people. Right. Yeah. Probably. So how are you going to bring them into your, to your, into your lounge? So our job as podcast hosts is to provide our audience with the best story possible from these people. And some people are sort of like you, but some people are not. And so we do. <laughs> wait, wait. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I connect with that. I, I, I think, think. Uh, but, and some people are not. And so, like, trying to extract that story takes different yeah. strategies. That's right. How do you do it? Because you're good at that. How do you give him the cue? You see what it is. I just nod, no. <laughs> but do you just do a little tickle? tickle into the knee (laughs) so there's it's easy to get caught up in the technicalities like oh what do you do and how do you do that how do you like what is going to be the future of this and that but i think it's more interesting to know how they got that that information like what's the strategy for for learning what's the strategy for listening or developing your superpower because that's going to get you a lot further and be a lot more exciting to listen to for anyone than Oh, this is an IP address that I'm trying to protect, <laughs> and you know it's yeah, it's not as not as compelling. There are podcasts that do that, and you know there is a place where that that does happen. But we really try to focus on the human aspect of folks in cybersecurity because I look at everyone in cybersecurity as like a mental athlete. I I am fascinated by documentaries. I'm fascinated by the stories of people that do great things, and so chess champions, people who've been in the Super Bowl, race car drivers, I. I think when you think about those aspects of folks, I think that's when you you get to the meat of what life is about and actually getting better. Right. And security does come with stress. We hear about overworked analysts, bad strategies, bad investments by by organizations. So also knowing kind of like what they're doing behind the scenes could help you not become that overworked burnt out individual that we hear about so often yeah i also think that you guys have the opportunity someone's chosen to be here they have walked out of moscone center they have walked over here because they've either chosen to talk to you to step away Mm -hmm. or because they have something that they want to get out of it i think the more we can go find that real fast yeah it'd be such a great conversation yeah even if we disagree with it definitely i want to know all those things (laughs) Yell, thank you so much, like definitely from the bottom of our hearts. This has been such a refreshing conversation. For those that want to learn more about you and the stuff that you're doing, what are some people, some ways that people can stay in touch with you? They should just talk to you, Chris. I'm not, I don't have a good answer to that question. Okay. I'm pretty available. Yeah. Friend of a friend. Hey, Yell. 
Like yeah. ready, Chris. And, and anybody that I think Ron needs definitely <laughs> don't reference Ron. <laughs> I'll no know. response. I'll know. <laughs> Just kidding. Only Ron, not Chris. Bats. Okay, there we go. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so Thank much. You. And Thank you. Guys. Yes. Yeah, and we'll see everybody next time. Thank you.